ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನಚಿರಾಬನ್ನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನಚಿರಾಬನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಮಾಧವ ಪುಂಜಬಿಹಾರಿ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನಚಿರಾಬನಚಾರಿ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರಿವೋ 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 ಗೌರ ಹರಿವೋ ನಿತಾಯ ಗೌರ ಹರಿವೋ 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 ಗೌರ ಹರಿವೋ ಶ್ರೀಲಭೂಪಾರಕೀಜಯಂತಕೋತ್ತಿ ವೈಷ್ಣವೃಂದಕೀಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಧಾ 
glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Om Ajnanatimadandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Minitam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Mandeham Sri Guru Sri Yuttaparakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavangsha Sri Rupam Sarajatam Sahagana Raghunatangitam Tang Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhanditamscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Prachayine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadeshatarine Vanchakalpatrubhyascha Kripasindubhya evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha He Krishna Karunasindhu Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shiva Sadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswati Vyasam 
tato jayam udiraye nasta prayeshvabhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavati uttama shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki. This morning we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam. How fortunate we are. People are reading so many things. We are reading Srimad Bhagavatam, which Srila Prabhupada called the beautiful story of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And we're reading uh, from Canto 2, Chapter 2, which is called The Lord in the Heart. And we are reading verse number 34. <clears throat> we can chant together in sequence. Bhagavan Brahma Kartsnyena Bhagavan Brahma Kartsnyena Trir Anviksha Manishaya Trir Anviksha Manishaya Tat Adyavasayat What? Tat adyavasyat kutasto. Tat adyavasyat kutasto. Ratir atman yato bavet. Ratir atman yato Bhagavan Brahma Kartsnyena Triran Viksha Manishaya Tat Adyavasyat Kutasto Ratir Atman Yato Bhavet Others can
Srila Prabhupada once said, if we chant the verse ten times, <laughs> we'll have it memorized. What do you think? No? <clears throat> no faith. <clears throat> okay, what does it mean? Bhagavan, the great personality Brahma. Brahma, the Vedas, Kartsnyena, by summarization. Three, three times, anviksha, scrutinizingly examined, manishaya, with scholarly attention, tat, that, adyavasyat, Ascertained it. Kutasta with concentration of the mind. Rati attraction. Atman and then in parentheses Atmani. Unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna. Yataha, by which, Bhavet, it so happens. <laughs> Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, the great personality Brahma with great attention and concentration of the mind, studied the Vedas three times. And after scrutinizingly examining them, he ascertained that attraction for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the highest perfection of religion. Shall we repeat together? I don't know what is our tradition here, but maybe it's good to get it in. The great personality Brahma, the great personality Brahma. with great attention and concentration, concentration. Of, the of the mind, studied the Vedas three three times. And after scrutinizingly examining them, he ascertained that attraction for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the highest perfection of religion. Purport. Sri Sugadev Goswami is referring to the highest Vedic authority, Lord Brahma, who is the qualitative incarnation of Godhead, 
the Vedas were taught to Brahmaji in the beginning of the material creation. It's a long time ago. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Although Brahmaji was to hear Vedic instructions directly from the personality of Godhead, in order to satisfy the inquisitiveness of all prospective students of the Vedas, Brahmaji, just like a scholar, studied the Vedas three times, as generally done by all scholars. He studied with great attention, concentrating on the purpose of the Vedas. And after scrutinizingly examining the whole process, he ascertained that becoming a pure, unalloyed devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the topmost perfection of all religious principles. And this is the last instruction of the Bhagavad Gita, directly presented by the Personality of Godhead. The Vedic conclusion is thus accepted by all Acharyas and those who are against this conclusion are only Vedavada Ratas as explained in the Bhagavad Gita chapter 2 verse 42 and so ends Srila Prabhupada's purport to this verse Bhagavan Brahmakartsnyena tri trir anviksha manishaya tad adyavasai tad adyavasyat kutasto ratir atman yato bhavet. The great personality Brahma, with great attention and concentration of the mind, studied the Vedas three times. And after scrutinizingly examining them, he ascertained that attraction for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the highest perfection of religion. Nice. Mm. I thought to start by um, giving a little little explanation of uh, what commentators do when they write commentaries on scripture. Um, uh, they do five things. Let's see if I can remember them. <laughs> the first is padacheda, uh, which means dividing the words. Because uh, as you've probably noticed in um, all of Srila Prabhupada's books in which the Devanagari script is there. Um, it's not divided up as it is in the transliteration, the Roman transliteration. Uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of all merged together or it seems to be. So uh, this 
Padacheda, this dividing uh, process, Srila Prabhupada gives us in his transliteration at the same time that he gives us a uh, translator. He transliterates into Roman script, which for Westerners like myself uh, may be easier to read than the Devanagari. So there's Padacheda, and then there's Padarta Ukti, Padartokti, Padarta Ukti, uh, stating the arta, the meaning of the words. And that's what we're getting in the word for word, uh, the word by word translations Bhagavan, the great personality, Brahma, Brahma, the Vedas, and so on. Then they may explain something about the grammar. Mm. Uh, this is called Vigraha. Uh, they're they're uh, clarifying or explaining some aspect of grammar so that we can get uh, the syntax uh, to, get the un to, to get the meaning of the word, the, of, the, of the verse. Uh, then we get uh, what is called Vakya Yojana. Vakya, uh, the sentence, the, state, the statement, the meaning, that's given by Srila Prabhupada in the translation. So it's translating into another language, but it's also giving the clear sense of what the, what the verse is saying. Uh, the, the way Sanskrit works is um, because, because of the nature of, of Sanskrit, you don't have to put the words into a certain order. Uh, they can be, in practically speaking, any order. Um, but uh, to understand what order they would be to make sense, then the commentator will... Uh, We'll do this Vakya Yojana. And then there's one more uh, function of the commentator, and that is uh, Akshepa Samadana. Akshepa can mean objection, and Samadana can mean ad addressing, uh, dealing with. So if there's... Um, there's typically objections to what's being said in Shastra. Someone uh, who is perhaps, perhaps a little proud or perhaps ignorant will make some objection. How is this so? Uh, I don't accept this. So that will be addressed by Srila Prabhupada, especially in the purport. And if you look carefully through a purport, you'll see what he is, what is, what the objections might be that he's addressing. Uh, in this case, there can be any number of objections, and we can say uh, the general objection or doubt is addressed in the verse itself. Um, the objection being possibly a question or in the form of a question, what is the purpose of the Vedas? Or is there any purpose to the Veda? 
Uh, the Veda is, mm, Veda can be understood in two ways. One is, it's a certain collection of texts, Rig Sama Yajura Tarva, Upanishads, Brahmanas, Aranyakas, uh, Dharma Shastras, and then if you extend from Shruti and add Smriti, then of course we have uh, the epics, the Mahabharata, the Ramayana, and uh, the Puranas, and then above all of them, we understand there is the Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, as is quoted here on this uh, book stand, Krishna Svadama Upagate, Dharma Jnana Divisaha, Kalo Nashta Drishamesha, Puranarko Aruno Udita. Yes, uh, this Sun Purana has arisen in this age of Kali when the Lord, together with uh, Dharma and Jnana, disappeared. So all of this can be understood as, Vedic, as Veda, but also Veda can be understood in a broader sense. Veda can mean knowledge. And Srila Jiva Goswami says, uh, I think he gives some percentage, uh, that we have only a small fraction of the Vedic literature available to us. And then he goes through a process in his Tattva Sandarbha, a process of elimination uh, that reduces down what could be possibly useful for us to the Srimad Bhagavatam. So we end up understanding, okay, just read Srimad Bhagavatam. And then we have such a statement as this, uh, that Lord Brahma, actually Vishwanath Chakavarti Thakur says the Lord himself, not Lord Brahma, this is Bhagavan. Um, Prabhupada uh, sort of brings these two together. He uh, harmonizes by saying, Lord Brahma, who is the qualitative incarnation of Godhead. Uh, uh, so we don't have to see a disagreement there. Um, in any case, the Lord himself or the Lord as Brahma, he's gone through all the trouble, <laughs> not once, not twice, but three times, <laughs> studying the Veda and he came to a certain conclusion. Um, and what is that conclusion? Ratir Atman Yato Bhavet. Uh, that Rati attraction for Atman, actually Atmani, um, the commentators say, uh, the self, which self? Well, that can be discussed because the word Atman can be taken in, in different ways. Uh, yes, tvatma ratirevasya, atma triptas chamanava, atman yevatmana tushta tasya karya na vidyate. Um, the, the word atma comes in Bhagavad Gita chapter uh, six, uh, no, chapter three, that uh, atma comes three times. What does it mean? It can mean the self, or it can mean the supreme self. 
in any case, one can take it from the Bhagavatam, one can save a lot of time to understand <laughs> what is the goal of the Veda. It is this, this is the goal. One can take it that way, and one can take it that way in light of uh, another verse which in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, which Srila Prabhupada refers to in the previous verse. Uh, you all know this verse. Bahunam janmanam ante jnanavang mang prapadyate sarvamiti samahatma sindurlama ki chai. <laughs> Srila Prabhupada explains in one lecture that um, many, many lives, after so many lives, someone understands Vasudeva is everything. Reading that, hearing that, an intelligent person can come to the conclusion, well, instead of wasting so many lives, why don't I just accept? Why don't I just accept that, that, that Vasudeva is everything? Saves a lot of trouble. <laughs> lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of trouble. So one could, in a similar way, take uh, this verse, Bhagavan Brahma Kartsnyena. Well, Lord Brahma, he's done all the work. And hey, he's Lord Brahma. Or Bhagavan, the Supreme Lord himself. Uh, I, I find it interesting that Srila uh, Vishwanath Chagavari Thakur explains it's the Lord himself performing a leela. He is taking the mood of the munis when he's studying the Veda three times. As Prabhupada says um, in the purport, just like a scholar, scholar means the munis. The munis are, what do munis do? They, they're generally practicing mona. And so they're silent and what are they doing while they're silent? They're listening, they're hearing, they're uh, re reciting, uh, they're studying. Uh, attentively, anviksha, uh, scrutinizingly examining. So uh, the Lord is playing a part of a muni and Vishwanath Chagavari Thakur even uh, quotes some Shruti passage to say the Lord appears as a as a as a muni uh, to to study the Veda. Uh, the Lord doesn't have to study the Veda, right? Veda is chasarvairaham eva vedyaha. Vedanta krit, Veda vit, eva cha aham, right? So the Lord is Vedavit, he knows. <laughs> you could say, of course, oh, now he knows because he studied it three times. Yeah, you could say that because um, there is an understanding. And this, is a, this can be a, a point of perhaps of discussion. We understand 
the Vedas come from the Lord. Vedaischa Sairvairaham Eva. Vedanta Krit Vedavit. I am the knower of the Veda. I am giving the Veda. But there is also the understanding that the Veda is Apurusheya. And that can be taken in two different ways. One is no Purusha, no ordinary Purusha uh, has, has spoken, has, uh, has given the Veda. But another way of understanding, and this is the sort of more mm, traditional, uh, orthodox, mimamsaka way of understanding, is it's not spoken by anyone, including God. It, it's always there. Veda is eternal, and it's simply emitted from, it's repeated or it's emanating, but it's always there. Well, in any case, we can take it, okay, there's so much Veda, and you know, I really don't have a whole lot of time. <laughs> uh, it's already quite some effort for me to you know, spend an hour a day to, to read, and I know that's not going to get me through all the Vedas. So what to do? Well, I'm going to take the word of those who have done all the work. And considering who those are, or who that person is, <laughs> the Lord himself, or Lord Brahma, who is uh, a qualitative incarnation of the Lord, I'm in good shape, I'm, I'm safe to assume that this is the case. What is the case? Ratir Atman Yato Bhavet. And again, I can be confident that uh, this is good uh, information or uh, reliable information because Kutasta, the Lord, let's say Lord Brahma, is um, literally kutasta, on top of the heap. That's what kutasta means. Top. Kuta means uh, the top, the top of something, the top of a mountain. And sta, sta means uh, standing or situated. So it comes to mean undisturbed. Undisturbed. So because he is undisturbed, he can concentrate, he can completely comprehend, and he can um, therefore understand purpose, prayojana. So there's, it's interesting, there's two, there's two elements, I, I would say, to this verse. Um, we understand from Chaitanya Charitamrita that uh, the Bhagavatam the entire Vedic literature is, it's all about three things, sambandha, abhideya, prayojana, right? This verse seems to be especially about abhideya and prayojana. We could say especially about prayojana, about the goal, um, because it's about this conclusion, rati, attraction, is the whole point. Um, but it's also about process, isn't it? Why is that? Because it's giving a description of a process that Lord Brahma uh, takes. He studies 
and he studies carefully and he studies attentively and he keeps on studying. He doesn't do it just once, not twice, but three times. How many of you have read Bhagavad Gita three times? Many of you, many, probably some of you many more times than three times. Have you noticed that each time you read, something more comes out? Yeah. This is um, what one scholar has called religious reading. Religious reading in contrast to what he called consumer reading. Uh, this particular scholar, a scholar of religion in America, uh, who is himself, I happen to know, a religious person, uh, was sort of railing against the academy. He's a professor in the academy and he's written a book which he explains, I'm writing a polemic book, <laughs> don't mind, uh, but uh, he is quite strongly arguing uh, that modern education, what is it? It's become consumer. Uh, it's all about consumer reading. You read something. I remember this from my, my uh, university days. When you started the semester, you'd find out that you'd get the syllabus and you'd get the list of books that you, the textbooks, and you'd go to the bookstore and you would um, buy the books. And if possible, uh, you would get used books because they were cheaper. Because the students, typically from the previous semester, previous year, <laughs> they would take that course and when they were finished, they would sell the, back, the book back to the university and get a small amount of money in return. Why? Because for them, they're finished. They don't want to read it again. I, I did the course. I passed the course. Now I'm going to promptly, studiously forget everything that I learned. That's the attitude. Uh, but we, we are interested in, uh, we could call it religious reading, and we can say that's what the Lord is doing here. There is, some of you may know, I found it interesting, there's, um, there's a long tradition of religious reading in the West called Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina. It goes back centuries in the Christian tradition. And um, the, the, some of the saints of the Christian tradition, they, they developed a, a, a quite systematic process uh, of, uh, of this practice. And it has four, do you want to hear? It has four stages. Uh, so the first one is Lectio. That's the reading. But their reading is with the idea that this is the word of God. And so they're reading with the sense of what they call this, uh, the Holy Spirit, what we may want to call Paramatma. <laughs> Uh, with the sense that Paramatma is present uh, in the words. So there's this uh, uh, 
this first step of lexio and and after this the next step is meditatio guess what that means meditation yes a meditation is a reflection and here we might find the parallel in our own tradition shravanam mananam nididhyasanam uh, which is uh, hinted at in the Upanishads in the Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad and then it's elaborated um, I believe Shankaracharya does so okay meditatio so you've you've heard you've read now some reflection on what you're hearing what you're and this means you're starting to bring yourself into the process uh, there's a receptivity and there's also a, a um, there's there's a a dialogue and this comes out especially in the third uh, step which is called oratio oratio oration we might say in english excuse me means prayer being prayerful so prayerfully reading and the understanding in the, the christian tradition is prayer is a process of dialogue you are communicating with God. You are speaking to God. And you are listening for God's response. I think that's quite nice. Well, that's three stages. And then they uh, conclude with what is called contemplatio, contemplation. And I think this is where the needy dhyasana is there, what I like to call digestion. <laughs> we, we prepare a meal. We offer to Krishna. If Krishna's very kind, he may leave something for us. He might take it all. And then, uh, if he leaves something for us, we can then respect. Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur says, we don't, uh, we don't, he says, Vaishnavas don't eat. What? <laughs> Everyone's silent at this point. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so he says, Vaishnavas don't eat. Vaishnavas respect prasadam. They honor prasadam. Okay, so we honor prasadam. And what happens then? We take prasadam. It goes, we know it goes into our body. And then it's all magic. I mean, think about it, how complicated that process is of digestion. That's another subject. <laughs> but the point is, um, we want to not just hear, you know, going in one ear and out the other. I'm, uh, I'm very much lamenting my own lack of memory. Uh, Yesterday, as, as I was thinking, okay, what am I going to speak on today? I thought, hmm, I remember the last time I was here in Mayapur, um, which was about three years ago, Vaisheshika Prabhu gave a wonderful class, Bhagavatam class. And what do I remember from that class? I remember one, it was wonderful. And two, I remember he had a very interesting technique, which I 
thought to try, but as it turns out, I'm not doing. What did he do? He started out his class after reading the verse and the purport and so on. He made two points. And then he stopped and he said, are there any reflections on these two points? And then there was some very nice discussion about those two points. And then he made, he continued his class and he made two more points. And then he asked again, are there any reflections on these two points? And there was very nice discussion and we were all very enlivened. But here is my lamentation. I don't remember what any one of those four points was. I would need to be prompted. I'm not completely, I feel it is not completely hopeless. Something goes inside, right? Something gets digested and we keep hearing and we keep hearing and something, something sticks, hopefully. That process is there. Uh, well, so I, 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 wa I wanted to highlight these points and maybe you have some reflections on the things I've said so far, but I think what we want to, uh, as they say nowadays, take with us is what is all of this for? It's for rati. And what is rati? Rati is attraction. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says it is the beginning of prema. Uh, so if we can get on the boat <laughs> of prema, of bhakti, and of course all, all of this is affirming or confirming what was in the previous verse, which said, I'm sure you all remember, for those who are wandering in the material universe, there is no more auspicious means of deliverance than what is aimed at in the direct devotional service of Lord Krishna. And so we get warnings um, in the first canto, second chapter, uh, how does it go? Dharma svanushtita pungsa vishvaksena katasuya notpadayat yadi ratim shrama eva hi kevalam. It's a big waste of time unless there is utpadaya, there is an arising of rati. And we also get a nice tip, uh, or more than a tip, guidance uh, from Srila Raghunath Das Goswami in his uh, Manashiksha, the first verse. Let's see if I can remember this one. Guru Goshte Goshtala Yishu Sujane Busurogene Swamantre Sri Namni Vrajanava Yuvadvanva Sharane Sada Dambam Hitva Kuru Ratim Apurvam Atitaram Aye Svantar Datas Svantar Bratas Chatubirabhyache Drita Pada He says worship first of all Guru Goshta, he gives a list. Um, we worship the Guru, the residence of Vrindavan, the um, uh, Suragana, uh, the um, 
and we worship the Lord, Radha and Krishna, and he says, Hitva, uh, Sada Dambam Hitva, having given up, what is Damba? Pride. So giving up pride. Uh, when? When should we give up pride? right now yes and also sada always ah, always <laughs> do I have to always give it up yes Raghunath says we have to always give it up then kuru ratim very interesting kuru um, it's not the kuru dynasty kuru is uh, it's in the imperative form and it means do, it, it's from the verbal root krit, karma, all of those words to do. But it also means to make. Make rati, do rati. Uh, what kind of rati? Apurvam, that which is unprecedented. Something which is out of this world. <laughs> I like, uh, some of you may know, um, Mahatma Prabhu's little, uh, very nice book called Japa Affirmations. Who, who knows who has this book? It's a very good book. Japa Affirmations. It helps you in your japa. I guarantee. And one of his affirmations is, when I chant japa, when I chant my rounds, I turn off my world and turn on Krishna's world. Click, click. <laughs> I turn off my world. I turn it off. It'll, my world, don't worry about your world. It'll be there when you end chanting your japa. But I turn it on. I turn on Krishna's world. That's how we can uh, aspire for. Uh, Kururatim apurvam atitaram. Atitaram, excessive. Rati. Do we want to get beyond these mundane considerations? What do you think? Yeah, we want to get. We want to get on the boat. I'm already on the boat. We say. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Every day, it's a new start, isn't it? A new challenge. Okay, I'm going to end, but I can't resist. Well, maybe I could resist. But um, with your um, indulgence, there's a new rule that was um, established by the GBC some years ago, which I think is a good rule, that one should not promote one's own books from the Vyasasana. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to promote the book of a god brother. <laughs> and the book is, uh, it's Kalakanta Prabhu from America, from Florida. Uh, and it's called Bhagavad Gita, The Rap of God. It's a play on words, The Wrath of God. It's a very uh, Christian idea, The Wrath of God. No, this is the rap of God. No, R-A-P, rap, as in music style. 
rap music. Okay, so can I give you a, just a little sample of this? Now you have to imagine, but keep it in your mind, okay? Uh, inside your head, don't... But um, you have to a little bit imagine some rap music in the background. What is he doing? This is Srimad Bhagavatam class. Oh my God. Okay, I'm taking from chapter six. He's given an, 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 a translation of the entire Bhagavad Gita, but in a particular style. He wants to reach young people. Uh, this is from chapter six, verses 18 through 28. When you advance in yoga, you will enter into trance. Your mind will tow the line and give the simple life a chance. You'll burn just like a lamp within a cave with steady flame, your mind immersed in spirit with a perseverant aim. Desire on hold, you see the soul and boundless joy commences as recognized and relished through renewed transcendent senses. And as your joy keeps growing through life's painful intercessions, you'll come to value yoga as your number one possession. You'll easily continue with unprecedented grit as lust and guesswork fail to equal yoga's benefits. Intelligently, step by step, convinced and gaining traction, absorb yourself in spirit and ignore the mind's distractions. And when your flickering, unsteady mind roams here and there, regain control, protect your soul, and scrutinize with care. Your mind on me, your passions eased, you'll feel great ecstasy as karma fades, your soul displays your true identity. Then, pure and purged of all pollution, perfectly advanced, you'll run away and stay with me in pleasurable trance. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Grantarajman Bhagavatam ki jai. Hare Krishna. I'm, I need to apologize. I wanted to give more time for discussion, um, but um, maybe that can go on in different ways. I don't have much time myself because I have to get back for uh, another online meeting, but I see Gandharvika Mataji is very eager to ask, ask or say something. Thank you very much. It's a very stimulating class. Uh, Maharaj, um, I was hoping you, I was, I was thinking that you were going to ma mention the monumental work of Kalakanta Prabhu when he's doing this in a poetic way, the whole Bhagavatam. I wonder where he has oh. reached, where he has reached so far. I don't know. I'm sorry to say, I don't know uh, how far he is. Um, and I'm looking forward to this also. This he's, is he's amazing really expert. work. It's yes. amazing work that it he's is. done yeah. on the Srimad Bhagavatam. And yes. also, you reminded me of uh, Atma Tattva Prabhu huh. earlier, similar to your class today, had given a long time ago a class where he says four books are enough. 
Yes. So he gives a whole summary of what yeah, you yeah, were saying. Yeah. And then he concludes with the uh, nectar of devotion, Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Chaitamita, and Srimad Bhagavatam. It's amazing class yes. yeah. on that way. Thank you. Know? you. Yes, so this, thank is, you. this is Srila Prabhupada gave us the essence in four books. That's a fact. Thank you very much. Hare thank Krishna. you. Maybe we have time for one more comment or question. No? Oh. Yes, here. Thank you so much for class. Um, I was wondering, I've had this question for some time actually, this uh, word Atman. Uh, in the Bhagavad Gita it's oftentimes mentioned and uh, it's often translated differently according to the verse. Mm -hmm. And uh, s some senior devotees have helped me you know, say that sometimes Prabhupada uses the Prabhupada elevator the bhakti elevator, and even yeah. though the verse might be talking about something, Prabhupada, so... Shoots up. He yeah. shoots up, yeah, yeah. and it it's, it's been a little difficult for me to understand why that happens. Yeah. Um, okay, the word Atman, um, the philologists tell us that its earliest meaning was simply reflexivity. Reflexivity. So just like we say in English, I myself have done it. So that myself um, comes in Sanskrit as Atman. And I'm saying Atman because that's the uninflected form of the word. Uh, I won't go into that. Um, atma in the nominative case and so on. So. Um, but it comes to then, because of this uh, reflexivity, it comes to mean also within our uh, Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition, it mean body, it can mean mind, it can mean, we say, soul, uh, and it can mean the supreme soul. Uh, it, it has that multiplicity of meaning, and therefore, or we look to our acharyas to see how they how they take certain words. Um, yeah, that's that's a big topic. But Srila Prabhupada, as you said, the bhakti elevator, uh, he's he's criticized for that. Some scholars have. But what's Prabhupada doing? He's simply following our acharyas, and specifically with Bhagavad Gita, he's following. Um, Baladevidya Bhushana, who is um, at every step saying this is about bhakti. Uh, you know, sort of more broadly, people will say it's about karma and jnana and yoga and bhakti or karma yoga, etc. No, no, it's all about bhakti, <laughs> right? So that's that's the Vaishnava understanding. And the elaboration of why that's the case, you could say, Jiva Goswami gives his entire Bhakti Sandarbha, uh, or the, the Shat Sandarbhas, all of the Sandarbhas. So yeah, there's, there's some words like that. Um, Rahasya, where is it? Prabhupada translates as um, devotional service. And you look and think, wait a minute, <laughs> Rahasya 
does not mean devotional service, it means secret or confidential. But then you look at uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's commentary and he's explaining rahasya, yes it means confidential and what is controversial? Bhakti yoga. So Prabhupada is just giving it straight. He doesn't want to waste he doesn't want to waste time. He doesn't want to waste our time. <laughs> like that. Okay. Thank you all very much. I wish you a wonderful day today. Srila Prabhupada.